0: Hey there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. My name is Allison. As always, I'm coming at you from Austin, Texas. And your co-hosts for this show are Jonathan Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram and Baldo Garza at Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram. Our guest today is awesome, and we're so excited to have him on the show. Before I get to introduce him, though this podcast is brought to you by msw nutrition msw nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible starting with the liver by helping to repair liver health you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you we carry supplements to help with mood stress energy weight loss gut health immunity and much more Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20 minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. So today's How Do You Health podcast guest is Tan Fam. He is the founder of Asian Efficiency, and in, on his website, he even says this is not just a business for Asians. <laughs> the name of it started as a joke among some of him and his friends uh, when they were talking about how Asian people seem to be able to just get so much stuff done without being stressed, and it really comes down to lifestyle hacks and habits and systems. So he's created a whole company that helps teach people how to implement these systems to make their lives more efficient and stress free. Really interesting company. He's crushing it, and he's a good friend of ours at MSW Vitamin Lounge where we record these podcasts. So, without further ado, here is Tan Fam on the How Do You Health podcast.
1: All right, guys. Well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Friday. It's one of those pre-talks Fridays that we like to do at MSW Lounge, but this is the MSW nutrition podcast now. It's called Potty Health, and uh, we're excited that we're doing a little rebrand, and we get to, um, I guess, say hi to the new the new people and the new taglines and the new all this stuff with Tan here, a great friend of ours. Man, <laughs> we it's really interesting because whenever people ask me about like if I know you, um, I'm like, yeah, I've met him. Uh, generator And they like, oh, no, wait, I met him at Christina's. So they like, oh, no, wait, I met him at this other thing. they like, oh, no, I went to his party. Like, oh, wait, I met him. Like, It's just like I've met you like, many times everywhere. And it's always like we always run into each other, right? Uh, yeah. We have a lot of mutual
2: friends in town. And,
1: oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That we know, so. it's, it's fantastic. And, of course, we have Nurse Doza here. So we're going to be talking some health. We're going to be talking about the state of the world right now. And I'm Tex-Mex Yogi. So let's go get this started.
3: So we did meet... For the listeners, Tan and I met at Live A Great Stories event. It was sometime, like, in the fall, I think, right? Or something like that last year. And uh, it was just fate that we met because, honestly, we were talking for a few minutes. We basically got interrupted because someone else started talking to me. And then uh, I was like, hey, I'm sorry. I don't want to be rude. But, you know, like. Let me get a hold of you later. Let me reach out to you and finish this conversation. We did. We wound up, you know, becoming friends. And uh, you know, you came in, got an IV because you interested in it. And then I know you've promoted us since, which is cool because you know it's something that you do to kind of help with your health. But um, I think I think you have a really cool story because you're pretty much. We were talking about the positions that everyone's in right now, with the coronavirus and you know all this stuff right now you are a businessman i'd say right yep. right like you say that would you say consider i'm a businessman yeah. a professional party thrower <laughs> well that's that's like your side gig <laughs> that's like your that's side a gig. Passion project yeah it's your passion project you're an efficiency expert yep right okay so what does that mean
2: so i help people become more productive at work and in life so my whole goal is like how do we get you to achieve your goals in the fastest way possible? So, how do we manage your time better, your energy, your attention? Um, what do we need to do to make sure that you're hitting your goals?
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, like, uh, keeping with the theme of how do you health, that's like, that's efficiency health. Right? Like, yeah. Because you would think there's so much crap going on, especially like entrepreneurs or business owners. And it's just like, how do I become more efficient? Because I need to do all these things. Or at least I need to have keep my eye on them. Right? Yeah.
3: Well, that's the first thing I thought of when you, we met and you're like, I do efficiency coaching and all this stuff too. I'm like, what is what does his health look like then? If he's a, that efficient to the T, you know, data-driven, like what does your health look like as far as you basically being your own guinea pig, right?
2: Right. Yeah, health is a big factor when it comes to just like performance and productivity uh, because when, when I first started off, with my business, uh, it just started off as a blog teaching people how to manage their time better. And managing your time is kind of like an external thing. It's something that you can kind of like tackle through tactics and tips and tricks and and that kind of stuff, using your calendar better and, and using technology in a way that makes you a little bit more efficient. But I kind of started hitting a ceiling, both personally and also when I was coaching people and helping people because if someone wasn't sleeping enough, or someone didn't have the energy, they could, knew, they could know all the information that they needed, but then that didn't mean that they would actually follow through and do it. Right? And so that's when I kind of started looking into, okay, how do I manage my energy better? Because if I have more energy, I can have all the tools that I need to do the things I need to do. Yeah. Right? But if you don't have any energy then you can't do anything, even though you have the information and the tools. So it's kind of like having a really nice sports car in your garage, but if it has no gas, yep. there's nothing you can do. You could be the best driver in the world. But th- that car is not going anywhere, and you are not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so that kind of got me started to, hey, we need to optimize our sleep. So yep. That's like a really important thing, right? And then... I started running into, oh man, I feel so sluggish in the afternoon, why is this? You know, you go down that rabbit hole of like, oh, maybe I eat too many carbs, maybe I should eat fewer carbs, or hey, there's this like, carnivore diet, there's this keto, and then you go down that whole rabbit hole, right? And so, it's kind of like a lifelong journey of like discovering and learning, and then as I'm learning and discovering stuff, I'm trying to teach that to other people.
3: So, when did you start looking at your health that way?
2: I would say um this, the sleep stuff really back in 2014 twenty fifteen I would say um, because I just noticed like based on my own research that was like the main what I like to call a force multiplier, because if you sleep really well, like everything else just gets multiplied right, and then Exercise was almost like a given. Like, it's just, you know, ever since you were young, you're being taught that exercise is good for you, right? So that was like, kind of like a given.
3: Um,
1: well, and it's interesting because it's not being taught as much. Right, like they're even what, getting rid of
3: PE classes. Well, exercise is not that great. Well, yeah, they've gotten rid of exercise for a while, but, yeah, it it's weird. Okay, so growing up here in the, in the States, there was this presidential campaign that was put on by the government to basically initiate activities for kids, like to stay active. Like, you know, the NFL has the play 60 and all that stuff too. It was one of those. And they used measurements of, like, jumping jacks and, like, sit-ups and, like, pull-ups as a way to define your health. And then they even did the whole pinching your fat deal, like, with the forceps and everything like that. And so that program went away, like, in the late 90s. Like, Schwarzenegger was actually one of the big guys who was promoted, Reagan was another one. But then it went away. And now you have, like, public school systems that have eliminated... Some school districts will eliminate public education, like PE. Physical education. Yeah, because they don't think it's important. And science has shown exercise increases the production of brain cells called neurons, which in theory is how you stay healthy longer. Like, your brain has needs to keep producing stuff. Um, you probably didn't think about it that way, though. Like, you were just like, "Hey, I know exercise makes me healthy, right? I need to be healthy somehow. How am I going to make my body healthy?" You were probably like, "I can incorporate exercise in my t- routine," right?
2: Yeah, and I was uh, at that time also reading about how the brain works because I'm, I've always been fascinated with how the brain works, and you know, every book you read about the brain is all about. You know, like how it works and blah, blah, blah. But the main thing there is also exercise. Like, you just see how much uh, exercise benefits your brain. And for the line of work that I do, and also with a lot of people that I work with and help, you know, we're all mostly knowledge workers. We use our brains to get stuff done. And so, if your brain is not in good shape, you're not going to be productive and focused and and all that stuff. And so, as I was learning about the brain, you see the same thing being Said, which is like ex- keep exercising.
3: Okay, so you started exercising, kept exercising. You mentioned like sleep. What What did you discover besides exercise when it came to the brain that was important that you needed to incorporate into your routine?
2: So, before diving into all of this, you know, sleep was kind of like. Uh, the first thing you usually sacrifice when you want to get stuff done yeah right like especially as an entrepreneur or a business like people are always like oh you got to work hard you got to work longer hours, sacrifice sleep you know stay up later work wake up earlier and sleep is like one of the first things that usually gives right and if you're younger i think you know you can get away with that right um but as you get older you realize man if i don't get enough sleep you just you just don't feel that great Yeah. yeah
1: Because people used to wear that, like, almost like a badge of honor, right? Like, oh, I worked high X amount of hours this week. I only slept, like, like 20 hours the whole week. And that was, like, I'm proud of that. Like, that's badass. Like, that means I did a lot. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about that. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. yeah, I used to be
2: the same way. I used to be the same way. I was like, oh, I only, I only need four or five hours. So I'm good. Let's get some work done, right? Yeah. And then as you start again learning about the brain and you start to see what sleep does and how it you know keeps you healthy and your brain functioning at a high level you go oh maybe i actually need to sleep more right and if people just throw out statistics of like hey you know 80 you know i'm just throwing out a random number like 95% of people are not getting enough sleep that usually does not you know influence change in people you know but uh, if you're committed to your health or to you know, in my case, like high performance and being as productive as you can be, and mastering that, then you start to look at all these different variables and you can say, "Oh, okay, sleep is like a big deal, yep. apparently." So let's let's research this. Let's experiment, right? And so I went through like different experiments of like polyasic poly polyasic sleep or something, where you sleep only two, three hours at a yep. time, and then like you know do that in multiple chunks. You know, did that for a while, and then you know, just sleeping.
1: Yeah, how long did you do that for? Uh,
2: probably like three, four weeks. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's hard to sustain, right? Like, I, uh, um, Einstein was famous for that, right? Like he, and I think Newton too, but it was like they would sleep only two or three hours at a time, but throughout the day, like all, yeah. like throughout the day, there was like here's another three hours, here's another three hours, here's another three hours, but they never got like six or seven hours of sleep. It was yeah. like naps, basically.
2: Yeah, and like if a chronic you napper. <laughs> any sort of you know relationship or <laughs> you know social lives that that usually does not work. I've discovered it very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, other then s- sustain right, and I think that's a big part of like people when you see people go on a health journey. Oftentimes, it's like whatever is most sustainable for you is probably the one of the best solutions for you as well. Oftentimes,
1: yeah, that's. Th- that's very well said actually (laughs) because there's so many solutions right we talked about it like all the time we talk about it it's like well the answer for you is there like it's 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 just a matter of like continuing the search but at the same time like it's not just one Well, it's like people will text us like can you just tell me what to eat and I was like but I mean can I I don't even have any
3: history about you or (laughs) no but what they'll follow up with is like well how long do I eat like that for Right, right. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? This is how you eat. What do you mean? Okay. I, don't, I don't get this is your diet, right? How long are you supposed to sleep for in order to feel better? And I was like, you just sleep well all the time. Like, that's how you feel better all the it was time. It's like
1: you have a dairy allergy. It's like, well, how long do I have
3: to have to give it up? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, like it, I don't know how to answer like that. <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird because if you have someone who is really healthy like I gotta imagine it took you a while to get your sleep down right like you, you practiced at it right and even now like I see you wearing the aura ring like you're still practicing better sleep right yeah um, just like you're probably practicing better business principles right like it's like the way that your business is designed and set up now was not the way it was first designed and set up right you adjusted you adapted you took in data because I know you love uh, analytics and you're like all right what is what does the data show to me because right? it's one thing to say like, okay, I'm going to get better sleep. Is my, what I'm doing effective? Well, I don't know. What does the data tell me? The data says this is going on with my sleep. Well, it's not as good as I think it is. It could be better. Right? Constructive criticism. Right? You yourself, I love the car analogy. You are a machine. How does your machine function? How do you get it to function at its best performance? You get the oil changed. You get the tires rotated. Right? Air filter cleaned. Right? You vacuum it. Like you do all these little things. Most people don't think of that. When they get up in the morning, they're like, I'm late. I already got to get up and do this. I don't have time for this. I'm this. I'm late. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. What time do you wake up in the morning?
2: Uh, so I changed my schedule twice a year, which is kind of interesting. Uh, because when it's winter and dark earlier, I tend to go to bed earlier. And as a result, wake up earlier. So if it's winter, uh, I usually try to be in bed by like 9 o'clock. And then wake up at like 5.30 six at the latest and once it's summer i usually stay out later because i'm a lot more social and there's a lot more stuff going on and then it's like seven or eight yeah
3: yeah so but when you get up though when do you actually start your work day
2: uh probably an hour and a half later or so so
3: yeah. what are you doing in that hour and a half in between
2: yeah, so as soon as I wake up, I have like a morning ritual, as I like to say it, or a morning routine, as yeah. people call it. And it takes about, you know, 45 minutes to an hour or so. Um, so it consists of like drinking 500 milliliters of water. It's like one of the first things I do. Yeah. And it's like a ritual I created where before I go to bed, I have like a, a glass of water that I put next to my bed. So as soon as I wake up, that's the first thing I do. Right? And it's like super simple. Uh, It's like a quick win right out of the gate, and it helps me wake up as well. Um, Well, you also
1: haven't had water for eight hours. And you've been detoxing.
2: Exactly, yeah. And so, uh, you know, use the bathroom and stuff, and um, I like to, like, journal in the morning. Um, um, Also, like, foam rolling and, like, stretching and stuff, getting my body moving, something I find really relaxing. And now also, as we're quarantining... Um and also with the whole uh you know, when when I took the blood test here, one thing I noticed was I was vitamin D deficient, right? Yep. And it's one of those things like you you hear this, you're like, Oh, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that, you know, whatever. Right. And then you get the results like, Oh no, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am. And so you know, that that kinda changed my morning routine now because now, 'cause now I'm like trying to go outside. Like try to get like five minutes of sunlight, you know. Yeah. Um and so, and then I bought this, like, very lux light, or some people call it, like, a happy light. So I sit in front of that as I'm meditating in the morning. So, like, it shines on you um, to mimic the sunlight, but then I'm just, like, trying to do a 10-minute meditation. So I'm trying to go for, like, a two-for-one.
1: Yeah, know? sure. Yeah. Right. That's cool.
2: Um, so th- I do all of that stuff, look at my goals and that kind of thing to kind of, like, get myself ready for the day. And then... um yeah, it takes about an hour, hour and a half or so, so it's just kind of pacing myself to get ready for the day.
3: So when you get that done, you do that every day. That's yeah. that's your, okay. How long have you been doing that for?
2: Like twelve years maybe.
3: What have you noticed in the twelve years since you've been doing that? What have what doing that routine in the morning has directly contributed to what in your life? Um couple things. One is
2: I feel so much more focused when I do it. Like I know if I don't do it, like I'm traveling or something, I'm not as productive as I as as I'm when I'm actually doing it. Right. So, for example, if I don't look at my goals in the morning, I'm oftentimes just doing random stuff throughout the day because I'm losing sight of what I need to be doing. But when I look at my goals in the morning, and I'm like, okay, I need to do this. Like when I look at my to-do list, or people talk to me and say, hey, can you do this for me? I'm like, no. I need to do this thing because I remembered my goal is this. I need to focus, right?
1: We forget so much so quickly.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's so easy to go about your day and just kind of, like, going with the motion and stuff. And I've been through that many, many times, especially when I was working in an office. I was like, I'm just showing up at the office, leave at 5, and that's it, right? But as soon as I put goals in place and I was looking at them every day, I was like, man, I'm wasting so much of my... Of my life, of my time, yeah. you know. Whereas yeah. a lot of these decisions I could have made very differently if I just knew what, you know, what I was shooting for. Right. So, being much more focused is one big thing. Um, I think the other thing is just being much more calm. Right. So, like, instead of starting your day super frantic and like stressed out and that kind of stuff, like, I'm, you know, this is something I talk about in my keynotes a lot. Is, you know, imagine waking up. And you grab your phone and you check your email, right? And as new emails are coming in, there's just always that one email where you saw who the sender was, you read the subject line, you didn't even read the email, but just by who sent it and the, the subject line, you feel triggered. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because, like, oh no, this is bad news, or like, oh, this is about to happen, blah, 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 whatever. And like, it's starting your, It's it's like if 10 is like feeling amazing and 0 is like, you know, bad starting at like a negative five you know that's how yeah, you start your yeah. day every single day yeah right i'm just like that's not a great way to start your day because if you walk into the office at a negative five guess what you're not gonna be that focused you're not gonna be that productive right so imagine on the flip side if you walk into the office you're excited you know exactly what you're trying to do you know your mood is good right you're happy how much more productive are you going to be that day so much more productive
3: great great I agree. I agree. You're better, you're going to perform better at whatever you're doing. I remember um, I've heard like basketball players talk about visualizing the basket going in, like, you know, the ball going in the basket. Or golfers hire a vision coach that basically says just imagine that seat swing over and over again and it landing right where you want it to every time. And when you envision it, it can happen. Right, Baldo taught me that he's like, You can manifest something to where you don't know how you're going to get it, but you're just putting it out there that this is what you want, and eventually, you keep working at it, you get closer and closer, you realize, Hey, I'm here now. And the morning routine, think about it, 12 years you've been doing this, where you wake up extra early every day to get this routine done. You're not getting up early to beat traffic because you live downtown, right? You're not driving a car anywhere, right? You work from home, right? No one's telling Tan you need to get up an hour and a half early to get your shit done to start off your day right. You're not getting up to make a cup of coffee or make your eggs. You're saying like, my day starts when I get up in the morning and I'm either going to look at a bunch of crappy emails and a bunch of bad news or I'm going to do stuff that enlightens my day and allows me the strength to face whatever I'm going to encounter for the next 12 hours.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. And... Sometimes when I shortcut myself, it's like a lesson I have to relearn that, oh man, why did I do this? Like if I just skip it because I have to rush to get stuff done that day or whatever, I always beat myself up for it because I, I know, like if I just stuck to my routine that morning, I would have been so much more focused yeah. and energetic. And, and you know, that's a lesson I have to relearn every few weeks just to be like, hey, you know, just stick to it.
3: Keeps you humble though. Right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like imagine that, someone works with you right like they hire you and say i want to be more efficient they're looking to you to be like well he knows everything about being efficient so then you have this psyche to where you're like i have to be efficient on everything in my life right like but it's not work as so much as is like this is what keeps me together right this is what allows me to have the life i want is that i have to be so structured in a way that accommodates me because think about your schedule doesn't accommodate everyone else it accommodates you Mm-hmm. Right, right. But you've designed that from the beginning. I
2: designed it that way, and then the next phase of that was designing my business to be that way too. Because it's so easy when you're, you know, starting your business to, again, to work all the time and like your know, your business is your schedule, right? And it was like that for a few years too, where I, c- you know, I could still do my morning routine and kind of start my day whenever I kind of wanted to, but then the business would always dictate what I would actually need to do right so if i had to have meetings or something then instead of you know hanging out with a friend then you know i would have to do meetings or something like that right and once i kind of got over that hump by just being intentional and say hey my business is like an extension of me but it's really designed to support me right and then that's when i said okay now i have the ideal schedule of like this is when i want to work out this is when i want to do this and the business will then sort itself out to accommodate TAN's schedule, right? And once I kind of made that shift and that jump, yeah. that's when, like, I was so much happier, you know, like, I can sleep whenever I want to sleep. I can take a nap whenever I want to, you know. You can and go back
1: to doing the napping, <laughs> the three hours of napping. Yeah.
2: Well, was, it was, <laughs> my social life wouldn't be that yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> but, Um, you know, then I can host these dinner parties and like do all these other fun things. Um, And so just being really intentional, I think, you know, is a big takeaway there. Yeah.
1: So have you, uh, let's talk about social health, right? Like you guys, you and uh, Tim started the, the skyline and you guys do your parties and now how important is that for, for you? Like, are you an extrovert? Would you consider yourself an extrovert?
2: You know, it's so funny because uh, I started hosting all this stuff like two years ago. Yeah. Um, with the, the dinner party started about two years ago. And then all the social stuff outside of that started about a year ago. Right. And uh, you can, you know, I've taken several personality <coughs> tests like Colby, Myers-Briggs, and yeah. all that stuff. And, you know, everything comes out as an introvert. Yeah. Right. But when people meet me, usually for the first time, they see me in a social setting. Yeah. And they go, oh, this guy is super extroverted. Like, he knows everyone, blah, blah, blah. But in reality, I'm as, I'm at home 90% of the time by myself, right? And so it's funny when people always think that I'm extroverted. Yeah. I'm-
1: well, I actually didn't think so, but I was wondering what, what you were or not. Because, like, I think you and I are very similar. Because when I'm out, like, I can be very social. But, like... I need my time to like recharge, like, you know, and so. <laughs> Well, but
3: I think your socialness is even efficient the way it's being presented too, right? Because it's like, okay, well, I need to network and build my connections and my my network in general, right? So what, not better way to do it than get everyone together in the same room? That way, I come don't come to me. Yeah, <laughs> that way I don't have to have a bunch of coffee like dates all over town, right? It's like I'm just going to meet everyone all at once, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how it is. So, I think. I think that's interesting because I kind of guessed, too, that you weren't an extrovert. Like, I I could kind of just tell with your demeanor. It's not a bad thing. It's just you could tell, right, that you're calm, collective, and it's not like you're throwing these social parties and getting drunk in front of everyone. Like, you're not doing that. And it's not like, I mean, yeah, they might be at a bar, but it's not like you're not sitting there pounding whiskeys in front of everyone with everyone else. You're, like, drinking Topo Chico with us and socializing and introducing and mingling and all that like a good host would. But then I got to imagine, like, that all came to a stop right now. Yeah. Like, you're not doing that. And it's kind of weird because a lot of times we look to you and Tim's parties as a way to – it was something to look forward to, right? It wasn't like a regular dinner party or social gathering. Like, it was a very cool environment that you created and it's part of our psyche and our health and wellness to where we look forward to connecting with other individuals, new individuals, having good, deep conversations with people who are brilliant, right? Like the conversations I have at your party is not going to be like, so how many shots did you have tonight? <laughs> or like, you know, like, man, did you see who that game last night? Like it was pretty odd. Aw- like, it, yeah, that's fine if it does happen, but it's more of like you need me to meet so and so they're making 3D, you know, houses out of plastic bottles. Really? That's pretty cool. Tell me about that. Oh, I just kind of fell into this last year. <laughs> okay, tell me more. You know, like those are the kind of the cool things to where I feel like when I go to your parties, I'm definitely not the smartest guy in the room. And that's intentional, right? That's how you build as a person. But we're not having that now. So in that sense, do you think that not being able to attend – and I know this is not a, a thing for your ego, but do you think not being able to attend a social gathering from Tan and Tim – would cause people's mental well-being to be affected. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's not an ego thing. It's an honest thing. Like, yeah. do you think people not being able to socialize together at one of your parties affects them mentally? I think to a certain degree, yeah, I would say so. Um, because...
2: Kind of what you were saying earlier, I've heard the feedback from others, like, people look forward to something like this, and um, oftentimes what we do is also kind of, like, unique in a way. Like, sometimes they have a theme, um, you know, the curation of people that is there, right, and that kind of stuff. But,
1: like, the, I like the idea that you're planning something for, or like, I'm planning my outfit. I'm, pl- like, looking forward to that, and it's, it's not like an everyday, like, I'm going, going to the bar with some friends. And right j- And you just go after work It's more of like No I'm planning like Two three days in advance Like what am I going to wear Like whatever There's like, There's it's a, So it's, there's it's so much fun Like it's a
2: It's very intentional in that sense yeah. yeah And it's kind of like When everyone's zigging You zag Right so everyone's like Hey let's just go here And hang out And we're like And we're, we're zagging We're saying no There's a dress code Yeah <laughs> And the funny part is uh, In the, in a the way It weeds out a lot of people But it also attracts Certain people as well Yep Right, and so when everyone does show up, you know, you were at the black and gold thing as an example, and uh, you know, when you see people wearing black and gold at a venue, you're just like, "Hey, you're one of us." Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's just like a fun thing. And like, g- going back to your question, um, I think you know when people are so isolated, knowing how social we are as you know humans and creatures in general. Take away my parties or social events. Like I think everyone's affected socially, in that sense, right? And you know whether it's my thing or someone else's gathering, um, everyone's been impacted, and I do think it affects everyone's mental health, right? And kind of like their social relationships and and, and all that stuff. And so I think now is a great time to find substitutions for stuff like that, right? Even though it's not quite the same as in like you know doing something on Zoom or virtual, it's not the same as like hanging out in person, you know, even virtual.
3: It is true, and it's just kind of interesting how it's backwards now. I remember my my wife when we first started dating, we were we had cell phones that we were text all the time. iPhone had just came out. And she would get mad at me because I always texted. She would call, and I didn't want – there's times I don't want to talk on the phone. So it's easy to send a text. I'm like, how convenient. I can tell you everything I want. I don't have to even pick up the phone and and call. She's like, no, you need to call me because that's not right. That's rude to just only text people. You fast forward to 2020, everyone, only like people will break up over text, they'll sign deals over text, they'll close deals, like everything's done over text message, right? You can even like interpret someone's emotions through text messages and emojis and all that, which is pretty incredible. Now you have this idea where it's like, oh, in order for me to engage with this person, I either have to get them through an email, a text message, or I can call them. The physical contact there is not even an option anymore. Which is kind of a weird thing about it because I am an extrovert and I lean on physical touch. I love hugging. I have no problem with that. I love to hug. So right now, this is very difficult for me. I see people. I know I would hug. I can't hug them. When you have a physical contact with someone else, your energy bounces off one another and it resonates to a way that you connect with that person. Even for that split second. You shake someone's hand, you look them in the eye. There's a connection there, right? You remember, almost mentally, you remember the grip of their hand, the strength, the texture. Like, you will remember that years later, right, from a good handshake. We don't have that anymore. So business deals are being done through text messages, through email, through video conferencing. You're never looking at the person in the eye, never giving that gut feeling. What was that energy like in that room sitting across from there? Right. So imagine all the businesses and ideas that are going to be created off the idea that they never did a handshake agreement to start off with. Right. And I know that doesn't technically mean a lot in some people's world, but to me, a handshake agreement means that's their word. That's the trust. That's a bond that we have right now. You shook my hand, looked me in the eye, and I believe you. Right. And so you walk into a store now and there's masks on people's faces. Social distancing means don't get around me for six feet. Yeah, don't touch me. Don't breathe on me. Don't look at me.
1: Well, we had some people test, like do COVID testing, and uh, like friends that had, you know, they haven't hugged each other, but they both tested clear. They're like, oh my god, we can
3: hug each other right now, and they would just (laughs) and they hugged, hugged they they hugged each other. They're best friends. They hadn't hugged each other in months. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah, and then as soon as they both
1: tested clear, they're like, "Oh my god, I can hug you right now!" Like, this it was really cool actually to see that, and it's like, "Why I want to hug too?" (laughs) I know, I know,
3: because it does something, right? You get a good hug, you feel better, you mentally feel good, right? I mean, you look at what's going on now. We're inside all day, being told what to do and what to think, and how to act, but the reality is you also have the freedom to think and act and say whatever you want still to this day right most people right now are just kind of waiting to be told what's going to happen next it's a very odd feeling tan tell me what's going to happen next what do you think is going to happen when are we going to go back to work again tan And you're like i don't know i'm not really affected and worried about it because i'm already working right like you yeah. said so that right you asked us you're like are y'all how are y'all doing with business we're like it's been affected but we're still open we're still rocking and rolling we have jobs people want to come and see us like you saw how busy we were imagine that's not the case what does that person do to change their situation back in the day you'd say i'm going to go look for a new job well what jobs are there right now right i don't know maybe you have to create a job how do i create my own job how many conversations have you had in a lifetime about somebody says Tan how do I create my own job
2: yeah I mean just think about these times we're in right now you know this is like the first time I've ever seen anything like this in my life you know yeah and I knew something was off when you know this is like early mid-March and I got like this is like a Saturday or Sunday I got like four or five text messages from people saying hey Tan uh you know Do you have any work for me or something? And I got, like, the same similar text on the same day, and I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. This happened in the same day, you know, people asking me for work, essentially. And this this has never happened to be like that in such a short span of time, you know? And, um, you know, going back to the touching thing, I think there's, you know, definitely uh, a lot to that because... I was talking to somebody about this like if i try to massage myself with my own hands on a certain spot even if i do the same pressure on something on my own body it's not the same when when someone else does it when someone else touches me and like applies the same pressure like it's a totally different feeling yep totally different feeling and yeah. experience right even though it's the same could be the same hand same pressure whatever Right, so there's so much to that. Like when it comes to like energy and just like you know, uh, all that, and so not being able to hug each other, you know, even as best friends is like creates like imaginary barrier between yeah, people, you know, which is kind of weird. It's you know? really
1: interesting. Yeah, we've well, we've had a couple people come in here. It's like, hey, you guys are open. And I was like, do you guys have any, any work for us? And I'm just like, like that's really interesting, right? Because
3: it, it's a very interesting position to be in, because. Like your journey, which we technically haven't gotten into yet, but like you've done a lot on your own throughout your life. You've gotten to this position a lot from help from people that you trust, but a lot of it's been your motivation to succeed, mm. right? And from an earlier age, right? You're immigrant, raised son of some of immigrants,
1: raised in Netherlands, <laughs> raised in the
3: Netherlands.
2: Yeah, so I was born in a refugee camp in yep. the Philippines, immigrated to the Netherlands. Uh, my parents are both Vietnamese. Uh, and the crazy part is that and I didn't notice until two years ago is that uh, they actually met at the refugee camp so mm. my parents met at the refugee camp started dating there and getting married and had me there uh, and then we immigrated to the Netherlands where I grew up so I have a I have a Dutch passport speak Dutch write Dutch you know still have Dutch friends uh, go back there every year and then uh, when I was 18 uh, I decided to move to LA because that was always my dream right when I was Six years old, my parents would always work on the farm every summer, you know, picking fruits and that kind of stuff. And they saved the, enough money to send me to my grandparents and my uncle, my mom's brother. And so I went, you know, on the plane by myself as a six-year-old. I remember a flight attendant had to a- escort me on the plane. He put me in my seat, and as soon as I got out, like another flight attendant would pick me up and escort me to my grandparents. It was like the strangest experience, you know, as a six-year-old kid. Cause, you know, usually I'm around my parents. And so I was sitting next to this couple. I think they were, like, pretty young at that time. And they were, like, comforting me and, like, you know, trying to make sure I wasn't crying the whole time. <laughs> and I always remember that uh, story. But um, I was staying at my uncle's place, and he was, like, a bachelor, studying for his Ph.D., you know, at Caltech. Really smart guy. But what does he know about taking care of a six-year-old? Yeah. Right? So he would take me to McDonald's every day I would go to Olive Garden once a week you know I went to Universal Studios and all the theme parks and stuff and I said mom dad like this is the greatest place on earth like I want to live here right so ever since then it was always my dream to move to the states and going back to the whole you know being intentional like every decision I made since a six-year-old was all about how do I get to America right so I went to a bilingual school it was like a brand new concept back in the Netherlands back then it's like being able to go to a bilingual school so I said oh I need to get into that school what does it take to get into that school oh you have to you know do certain tests and achieve certain scores and I was like okay let's go for that right so I did that got in um, and then I was like okay now I need to get into a school so I have to take the SATs and blah 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 blah, you know study for that and, and then got in and so every decision was just all about like how do I get there And uh, so as soon as I was 18, moved to the States, moved to L.A., was there for about on and off seven years. Um, You know, dropped out of college, you know, which is like cardinal sin number one for any Asian kid. (laughs) Drop out of school. (laughs) My parents were very happy with that. And we actually didn't talk for two years because they were so upset about that and uh that's crazy uh, and then started my business at that time and you know once that be kind of became successful and started to take off my parents were like oh okay he's fine he knows what he's doing and that's when we start talking again you got this
0: Hey there, Vitamizers. Thank you so much for listening to the How Do You Health podcast. I hope you're enjoying the show. Wanted to pop in really quickly and let you know that if you're listening to this show during the month of May, uh, this episode is technically airing on April 29th, but if you're listening from April 29th through the end of May, we have an amazing deal on our website called the Metabolic Bundle. Now, the Metabolic Bundle is a combination of three of our supplements at MSW Nutrition. We have MSW Nutrition Zen, which is our or adrenal supplement. It gives you support to your adrenal glands so that you're not overstressing them you're not running your body down with those excess stress hormones. And clearing that out and supporting the adrenals really helps you to sleep better, helps your body to recover quicker. And when you sleep better and you're recovering quicker, it makes weight loss easier. Once we've set those adrenals in place, the liver love can come in and help clear out your liver. So this is your second stack of vitamin in the pack, your liver love, Slenderella liver love. It's still called Slenderella. (laughs) And uh, this one is all about targeting the liver. So think about out an air filter and how when it gets dirty it's harder to clean the air Uh, and then once you clean the air filter out you're good to go that's how your liver works your liver is the body's number one detox organ and when the liver gets too clogged it's hard for the body to get rid of those toxins which can then cause the body to hold on to excess estrogen meaning it's harder to burn fat cells so taking the liver love with the zen really helps complement each other nicely Last but not least, we have our Weight Loss Capsules, also by Slenderella, and these target the body's own fat tissues to use them as fuel. So you take these guys right after you eat, they help curb your hunger, and they force your body to burn its own fat for fuel. Combining the three of these is a metabolic pack like we've never sold before, and you can get all three of these at a sale price of $149 for the bundle. Check it out below in the show notes, and I hope you guys are having an amazing time listening to the How Do You Health podcast.
1: Wait, so that business was like what you're doing? Well, yeah, same thing. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Yep. And so, so yeah, so that's kind of led to me being here. And you know, one of the reasons I'm in Austin was uh, I wanted to live somewhere where I didn't need a drive and sit in traffic. And I came to Austin one year, and uh, I had friends from San Diego who had like beachfront property. They moved here, and I said, "You guys are crazy moving to Austin." You guys are beachfront property oh. in San Diego. Like, what what else do you need? Like, oh, you know, we're gonna save like money price. on taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And like, there's a cool vibe there. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll come visit you. So I came to visit them. They live downtown. It's like, oh, this, this this place is awesome. But the thing that sold me was um, there's this place called uh, Turf and Surf. Oh yeah. And uh, like, it's like a hole in the wall. I was like, this food is amazing. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna move here. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, what's uh, that's Cedars Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cedar Street. Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. The, the Vaca Bar. Here, the Vaca right, Bar, there, that's, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. that's interesting. I I visited San Diego like right after college, and I remember this was like 2004 or five, and people there lived on the beach, and I'm like, Austin, yeah, that's a cool place. I'd live there. I'm like, dude, you live on. The beach in San Diego, and you're saying you'd move to Austin, Texas. They're like, yeah, that's a cool place. So I'm like, all right, awesome. Okay, well, if that's the case, then like, I guess I should appreciate what we have. And so I, I wasn't like, it's weird being in Austin is different than being in Texas, right? There's a lot, there's a lot more opportunity here. There's a lot more to do in a metropolitan city in Texas rather than rural Texas. But I hope he knows that Nad's in there. He sped what? it up for you. Oh, he did. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't so even notice. Way. So, for the listeners, Tan's getting an IV right now, and he has Nat in there, and he's had Nat before, but he just knows that you can probably feel it through an IV. So, I just had to prepare him. Um, <laughs> but if I if I'm about to have a seizure, or about to die, <laughs> yeah, you guys me. know that's me resuscitating him over there in the corner. Um, well, going back to the you know the question I asked, like knowing your background now that you basically said, well, I'm going to do this, I have this intent, I'm doing all this. It's very interesting now. To have the conversation with someone that says, I need a job, give me a job. Because you and I will probably both look at them as business owners and be like, why do I have to give you a job? Why can't you create a job? Like, I'm sure there's plenty of problems out there. Like, let's figure out something that you would like to address. This week alone, I've had two people basically open a juice restaurant, like a juice bar and a juicing company because they like to juice. And they said people asked them, Hey, can you make me juices? And they're like, sure. They liked it. They said, Well, can you make me more? Like I'm gonna start charging you for this. And they said, Cool, charge me whatever you want, I like it. Boom. A company was born out of it. And it's it's interesting because like your parents, did they teach you business? No. that uh, they were like
2: typical Asian parents, you know? Yeah. Go to school Get a government job or become an
3: accountant or a lawyer or, you know, a doctor. Go get a job with someone, right? Yep. Go get a job. Work for someone. Yeah. yeah and they just didn't know any better. You know? Well, no, because you know, honestly, my parents, educators for 40 years, they said "Call." they were first generation college graduates. College, not going to college was not even an option for us. My mom got a full ride to any school she wanted, made my dad go to college. People look at me being Hispanic. They're like, so you're families from Mexico, I'm like, nope, I'm third generation Texan, like, but I'm second generation college grad, which that changes a whole dynamic in my family, because there's not a lot of people in my family went to college. And so what's the difference in my life, because I went to college, the difference is I have these really expensive pieces of paper hanging up on the wall, I got to meet my best friend and my wife, and I got to learn a really bunch of cool skill sets. The thing is, none of it taught me business, how to run a business how to operate a business, how to apply for a loan, how to look for a line of credit, when to take investors, when to scale, when, like none of this stuff. And so people are so afraid about that because they were never taught it that I think most people choose not to open a job or open a business because they're afraid of failing because they don't know enough.
2: Yeah. I think that's the interesting thing about starting a business is, I mean, you've heard this before, it's, it usually starts with solving a problem. Yeah. Yep. Right. People want juicing or people want green juices when well, you start juicing. Right? Yeah. People want to be healthier. Well, let's open up a vitamin bar. Yeah. Right. And for me it was you know people wanted to be more efficient, right? And it all starts with a problem and then I think that's the cool thing about business is that it's really one solving a problem, but then you as an entrepreneur it's one of the best like growth projects of your life because your business becomes your growth project right and it's a reflection of you yep the bigger the business the the more you grow as a person yep right and so it's solving another problem that comes right after that another problem like how do we take on investors how do we fund this how do we you know blah blah blah, blah market ourselves you know and all that stuff and these are all problems but you're always learning and acquiring new skills and I think that's the cool thing about being an entrepreneur is that your skill acquisition like learning how to learn, and learning how to acquire skills—it's actually one of the best things to do for yourself, because that's ultimately what you're doing all the time, yeah, right? right? Even as we're going through this pandemic, you know, um, all the skills that you learned about, like meditating, you know, staying calm, right, and like um, being able to like focus and look for opportunities and stuff like that. Like these are all things you were kind of building over time, and now that we're going through this chaos these things that we picked up are now even more important because now we can actually utilize them in a way that has a lot of leverage right? and so being able to stay calm relaxed while everyone else is panicking is actually, it's actually very powerful it's a very good position to be in but you know, you've know, you been meditating for so many years and now it's like this is the time when it really is like paying off in a way Right? I mean were you prepared for that when you start meditating? No. No. You know, did you envision that? No. Mm-hmm. You know, did that start my business thinking where, where we would be today? No. You know, it's just like one thing at a time, you know? And same thing with like just health, like as you reach a certain baseline, it's like, okay, what else can we do to become healthier and do all this stuff and you know, life is just super interesting and fun.
3: I, I agree completely. You know, imagine that you have a business idea in your head and you don't know where to start from it, right? Imagine you're sitting at home right now and you're kind of wondering, what should I do next? The frequency and the mentality that that person has is gonna be different than the person next to them in the same situation. What if, like, let me ask you just point blank, Tan, like, do you see potential out of this whole situation with the pandemic? For individuals to succeed in life. Yeah, absolutely. Do you see a lot of opportunity for people to create new businesses? Oh, yeah. oh do, yeah. Do you see the, do you see the idea and the possibility that someone who is not a millionaire today could be a millionaire with the business they create out of this whole deal? Oh, absolutely. That's incredible. Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when the recession was really bad, Slack, Airbnb, Venmo. We're all created. You know someone's going to create a business and prosper on this business in the future. Right? Why can't it be you? Why can't it be with your idea that you come up with next? But no one's going to know that unless you actually go through with that idea, including yourself. You won't know if it's good or not. But imagine if every person that had a great idea for a business or an opportunity said, I don't know. I'm kind of scared. I don't think it would work. I don't think I'm going to do it.
2: Yeah, we were talking about this earlier, right before we start recording. We were talking about like, you know, what are we doing? What are you guys doing as this whole thing is going on? And uh this whole saying of like whenever there's chaos, there's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've heard of this before, even before the pandemic started, and there was no real big chaos anywhere. Yeah. You know, economy wise, global wise, or even in my business. But then this whole thing happened and I kept going back to that saying and I was just looking for opportunities and um I didn't see them with my own eyes because I was just so close to my own business, I I think. But I started talking to different people about this, like, what are you doing? You know, what opportunities are you seeing? And then other people were pointing to me and saying, hey, Tan, there's actually a big opportunity for you, you know, because uh, we teach people how to be productive. And with this whole trend now of people working from home, there's millions of people who don't know how to be productive working from home. right? And companies want their employees now to be productive working from home. And once this pandemic is all over, you know, it changes how we work going forward. Some companies will, you know, choose to get rid of their offices and just be remote. Yeah, because why
1: pay for all that overhead?
2: (laughs) Yeah, right? And then there's some people who will get laid off, but then there's some people who will stay on because they are productive working from home compared to other people who are not, right? Correct. And it's like a competitive edge for people now to be able to say, hey, I'm actually productive working from home compared to other people who are not. Right, yeah, and so, as, as some people were saying, Tian, look at that opportunity that's in front of you right now, and I said, you know, that's so true, right? Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of the gold rush analogy that my friends and I always talked about was, you know, when the gold rush happened, the people that were making money weren't the people who were, you know, finding the gold. It was the people who were selling the shovels to the people. They were the ones who were making all the this money, money yeah. you know because that was the opportunity right so when everything is going on here you know like I was talking to business owners who are in the health space and especially in the supplement space you know they see their business like go up a lot and they didn't really do that much different right but it was just the right t- place at the right time people wanted to become more aware of their health and their immune system and if you happen to have a product about that at that point you didn't have to do anything it just went up right yep and so some things you can't prepare for but when people saw that opportunity some people doubled down and said oh I need to really you know focus on this and that's always one of my biggest regrets is like in the 10 years I've had my business there were like certain waves and I got really lazy when the when there was a big wave because like sales were going up so much I was like oh yeah I'm good you know I'm good it's like complacency right yeah totally yeah and I've always regretted that looking back and I wish I had doubled down because if I had doubled down, like my life would be so different, right? In terms of like the finances I would have, the opportunities, you know, everything else around that. And so now as we're going through this pandemic, I'm actually working way more than I've had in like the last five or six years because I see this huge opportunity now and I've learned from my, regression in the past of not doubling down when there was so much opportunity so I'm like oh I'm going I'm going 100% at this right now right because once this whole wave is over like I want to be able to look back and say I did everything I could instead of just being complacent right and so yeah there's a lot of opportunity out there and you just gotta look for it and uh, I think with the internet right now all the information that's out there all the training that's out there free you know, at very affordable rates, like the time to start a business, it can be better, honestly.
1: Oh yeah, shoot. Oh, well, we- it's about to be perfect, right? Because there's going to be uh, cheap retail space. There's going to be cheap resources.
3: Shit. we were looking. We need an arborist at our house. Somebody that can trim the trees. And it's great because we got a quote from someone this week, he didn't even come to the house. He just walked around. He's like, yeah. We do this here, but get it done next week. We'll do this. I'm like, he's not affected. If anything, he's probably busier than ever because people are like at their homes, looking at their homes. You know what, there's a lot of stuff I need to do to this house. I need to improve this and like imagine you're a carpenter. How many patios are you gonna build right now, right? How many additions onto someone's house they're gonna do? I mean people are gonna still spend money. Yeah, and there's still
1: uh, b- money to be spent. There's money to be spent.
2: And I think what you were saying earlier off off air was like adapting. Right. Adapting. So, think about. Let's say you have, you know, me. Me and my friends were joking about this. Like, you go on Tinder or any dating app, and you say, "Look at me. I'm COVID nineteen free." Right. What are the chances of you getting a date compared to other people? Right. Because <laughs> you're you proven to be, you know, free. I right? tested. I'm, tested. I'm, you know, free. I'm good. But you know, to take that uh, as a business analogy, right? What if, um, you know, you had airbnb units right and your unit had all the hand sanitizers like had all the lysol had all the you know cleaning products blah 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 and you show people that this is like a a a healthy clean space your chances of getting picked to be rented is going to be a lot higher compared to all the other units that don't show anything like that and you know maybe the other units have the same hygiene you know standards but if they're not talking about it, they're not marketing that in that way, even though they have the same product, right, they're not going to be getting the bookings. It's going to be the unit that has the yeah, you know, the products on display, the hand sanitizers. And it's just because that's where people are right now. That's what they're thinking about. And it's just the marketing changes just a little bit, in that yeah. sense, you know? And so, yeah, there's well, a It's lot. like you don't have to guess
1: what they're thinking about. Right. Right, like that's usually when uh, with marketing, you're like, how can I catch people's attention? It's like, well, no, you know what they're thinking about.
2: <laughs> yeah. You right know, when I was thinking about you guys' business, I was like, okay, you know, the, the big thing for you guys, is like the vitamin B shots, right? Mm-hmm. And so with this whole pandemic thing, people often talk about like vitamin C or whatever, right? And I was like, man, what if you gave away free vitamin C shots? <laughs> you know, I was like, how many people would then come in here? I would, yeah. I would say a lot of people because yep. that's what people hear now. It's like vitamin C, vitamin C, vitamin C, right? And I believe I have some vitamin C right now. Yeah. And you know, you even
3: suggest, I was like, oh yeah, that's what I hear. Okay, that's that's probably a yeah. good idea. Except, right? yeah. yeah,
1: except that you can't do shots of vitamin C. Okay. But, <laughs> but, but that made me think
3: like we should bring back the vitamin D shots. Yeah. Right? Because it's,
1: it's... Vitamin D, vitamin A, so vitamin E. So
3: when we first, when the pandemic happened... We were just like everyone else, like okay, how are we gonna adapt? How are we gonna survive? We're essential business. I'm I'm a family nurse practitioner and a chiropractor, so basically we have double essentialness, (laughs) if you look at it that way. And so Baldo and I and the team got together and we said, all right, what's what are we gonna need to do? Everyone's gonna want IVs, so let's make immunity shots and IVs. Vitamin C IVs, fifty bucks, seventy-five bucks, you know, out the door, like not a problem. That's been our number one seller since. Like, it's actually been close. We came up with supplements called Vitaminity Immunity and said we'll donate ten percent of sales to ATX Hospitality. We're killing it, with killing us. it. Like, just we're how much? We've several hundred dollars already donated, and we didn't do anything other than just put it out there, you know. And
1: and that was a split decision. I mean, that was like, oh, you know what? We should do this, and then like the next day is like, oh, we have five orders. But it was
3: interesting because when all this was going on and people were saying I'm losing my job I'm losing this like I'm really lo- I'm thinking like there's a lot of opportunity here you just have to weed through it all to see what could and couldn't work and you don't know until you actually implement it you want to be sensitive to people's needs and you're not going to obviously upcharge what you're doing right that's what pharmaceuticals are doing they're upcharging the, the medication that's available for people we're like saying no there's people out there that need this they can't well, afford to get sick yeah
1: well the, see I saw it as an opportunity it's like well we can like keep it. We don't need to make a lot of money from any one person. It's more of like this is an opportunity to really get our word out and be known, even though I think that we we do pretty good at that. But it's like I think the thing that's happened with our business is that we've got a lot and a lot of new, of clients, new clients.
3: A tons lot, of them. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, we're doing vitamin C IVs for 50 bucks. Like, come on, like that's. That's, like I mean, who would want and who making, hasn't heard of that we, we're not making very much until you think about like well how much does it cost to acquire a client
3: right? yeah exactly yeah
1: and, and then you can go into that rabbit hole of like you know breaking all that down and it's like well we're actually making a little bit of money but this is this is the beautiful <laughs> but, thing about it like
3: from a targeting marketing standpoint the mainstream media is not talking about vitamin CVs as being helpful because they, that's just not in their agenda. So the people who are coming in here finding out vitamin C IVs, they're searching that out already. They've been looking up for that. They've been Googling and searching. They've seen our post. They've come across it. Half the battle of trying to market why you would want a vitamin CIV is out the door. They found it. They just wanted a place to find it, too. They found us. They're like, hey, I heard you do this. How would you find us? Internet? Post? So, like, search or something? Like, My I found you posted. Yeah. They came in already and said, I want this. And I've already read about some of the other stuff you offer. I want to talk to you more about this too. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. we didn't predict, predict we were going to get new clients. We were saying, how do we keep our existing clients, right? Because think about it, from a business standpoint, we're on a, a membership plan for a lot of people. So like all the gyms are losing members.
1: Well, it's crazy because we decided to grow. We added, two new, we added some testing services now. We, we added a, a location in Houston
3: during and and pandemic. we got and we got more licenses in other states to see more people. <laughs> so if so any- it's like
1: where's the look for the opportunity, right? right.
3: And yeah. where's the silver lining? Remember, I said earlier about doctors. So right now, healthcare is going to change forever. It's never going to look the same, in at least in the states, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing because our positivity is saying the system we have right now is not great. I think there's a a new system that could it's be similar. created that 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 emphasizes more preventative natural options. And so our deal is saying we're at hard right now working to implement a new healthcare system that's designed for the people to prevent and and address things before they happen. Right? That's that's cool. That's a cool concept. It's a revolutionary concept, even though it's been around for decades and hundreds of years. But where can people go to find out about those places, right? They can go on the internet, they can go to our clinic, they can go buy our supplements, whatnot. But we feel that the opportunity for us is there when healthcare is looking at saying, we're getting a bunch of our stuff removed. I'm a doctor, a surgeon that can't operate. I can't perform my surgeries. The The hospital said I can't. Insurance says they won't pay for my stuff, so I can't operate. Oh, but insurance said I can do online physical visits or online doctor visits, but I don't really know how to work apps. I don't know how to transition a physical clinic that's been open for 20 plus years how do I transition that to completely online who's going to teach me how to bill because think about they have a billing team that does their coding and sends in their insurance information there's no one to do that unless they're working remotely from a desk somewhere right doctor says we need to order this we need to order this but who's there to carry out my orders well it's you you don't have a virtual nurse you don't have a virtual medical assistant you don't have a virtual billing team it's on you. so there's a lot of people who are going to not be able to adapt think about the hospitals right now every hospital has pretty much been designated to only receive and treat covid patients especially the ones in texas because they know the wave's coming hey saw what happened in new york saw what happened in Louisiana. we can't let that happen here so what do they do they cleared out all the patients in the hospitals for corona and right now our friend who works in the hospital said half the hospital's full right now and they're only like addressing corona stuff but in Travis County there's only like nine deaths so I'm like okay the hospitals aren't seeing as many people they're not doing any other procedures or elective services they normally make their money off of half the beds are full this isn't good and how long is the lockdown again and how we can't get testing for everyone and so now I have all these labs like oh we can make tests oh we can make a vaccine oh we can make masks right right What if somebody creates a mask business online from all of this? What if somebody figures out how to 3D print gloves? (laughs) Right? Like all that's a very much a possibility, but how do you adapt with it? How do you see the opportunity? We feel weird because there's lots of opportunity for us, but then there's lots of people who tell themselves there's not opportunity. And I mean, if anyone's listening, there's opportunity out there. You could, you could start selling snow cones if you wanted to.
1: Well, the thing is that these days you can start a whole business with just your phone. Yeah, right. You yeah. have a phone, like you, you, you can have a business right
3: now. Yeah, like right now you could start an Instagram page. You, you, a you know Shopify you can, account. You can text any one of us, and we'll give you like five tips. <laughs> well, it's like <laughs> for like, posh, you to run with. like Poshmark, right? Like yeah. we talked about this. So my wife does Poshmark. Do you know what Poshmark yeah, is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. She sells clothes. She kills it. She kills it. And I was like, How much money did you make today? She's like, Oh, I sold like, you know, six things today. I'm like, That's cool. Like, what if, like, could like, you do that like full time? Like, just sell clothes online? She's like, No, because there's people who do and they hate spend a lot of time with it. That's a full time job. I'm like, So you mean to tell me you have a full time job and kill it by just selling old clothes? You don't have to open a consignment store, you don't have to open a retail shop. Like, it's on your phone, in your closet. Yes. Remember when eBay was a thing and you could make money off
1: of eBay? Was just like you can sell recipes for a dollar. Yeah. People would pay a dollar all day long. On how many how many new recipes can you come up in, in, in a day?
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even now with like the whole fitness thing, and the whole thing now is like home workouts. Yeah. Before then, you know, home workouts already existed.
3: Yeah. Right, but <laughs> demand, <laughs> that's
2: true. The demand for it now is like through the roof because obviously, through the through our circumstances, we now have to pay attention to that. Yeah. Right. And now, like fitness companies are adapting to that because they see that's where the opportunity is. Right. And I I, d- I do get you know I have sympathy for for people when you know if you don't know how to pay your rent next month like when you're in that survival mode, you know it's kind of hard to think like clearly clearly yeah right? think about the next step right. But some people, you know, they thrive on there whenever that happens. They go, oh, man, like, I need to, you know, my back is against the wall. I got to figure something out, right? And maybe, you know, offering a word of encouragement here to say, hey, there is so much opportunity right now. Yep. Like, don't, you know, don't sob there. Like, there's legitimate stuff that you can do, like selling clothes on Poshmark, you know, selling $1 recipes, you know, whatever you can do you know there's there's opportunity out there and you just got to do something at least don't just well, yeah you can't just sit there and do well, nothing
3: well what's crazy yeah.
1: about it is that it's almost like the playing ground's been leveled right because like there's so many people without jobs and they also don't have the skills required to succeed it was like well you don't either so like how can you study how can you get quicker get those skills quicker than the next person so that you can take advantage of this opportunity right 'Cause that's the way I sometimes look at it. It's like, well, it's just been leveled. Like there's no Yeah. I mean, there's obviously businesses that are still thriving and whatnot, but then there's so many people that are not. So that's but, an opportunity.
3: But what skill sets are valuable in today's society in this right now? Online platforms, digital design, marketing, everyone still needs that. That hasn't gone away. If anything, you need more of it now because there's more online businesses that have been created. Well, cook, in the past how many
1: people did not ever cook? cook.
3: Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. It's like people that are losing jobs and they have X amount of money to live with. They're like not, they're forced to cook. Just, but I don't even know how to make anything taste good.
3: What about gardening? <laughs> what about right? gardening? Like, right. Like to say, hey, I need to mow my lawn. I don't want to do it, but this guy down the street's doing it for twenty bucks. I do it. I can do something else today. Right. Um, imagine there's a delivery service like Amazon. We talked about Amazon says you can deliver anything you want. Amazon says we're cutting off orders. We have too much business. We don't have enough delivery drivers. Domino's. Well, can can like I was thinking pizza. about
1: like, what if I just made a website that's like, mail me anything you want, I'll fix it. <laughs> and then it's like, you send me a shoe that's like right. nice or whatever.
3: Yeah. And, and, and what's incredible about this <laughs> is because we, we, before this conversation started, we were talking about public education. And I was like, I got a bunch of fancy degrees that give me a, a particular skill set. I'm thankful to be in healthcare because I have a job because I'm in healthcare. If you're an accountant, you will have a job. Right? If you're a lawyer, you're going to have a job. Outside of that right there, you can get a job with anything that you're going be trained to do it. But plumbing, electricity, mechanical work, engineering, I don't know that stuff. If there was a doomsday prep mentality that I had to be part of a community, I'm bringing healthcare to the mix because that's my skill set. Right? You're like, well, I can be more effective, and I'll show you how the systems need to be run so we can make sure we get 10 times produce this this fall, right? Or that way we can make 10 times more decisions when it comes to a governing body. You're going to be like, all right, I'm going to teach everyone how to meditate and keep everyone grounded. It's like, well, what do you bring to the table? Well, I can do this, I can do this, I can do that. Okay, cool. Where were you taught that? Well, I really wasn't taught that in school, but I can make a good living off of it. And what is that? YouTube? posmart ebay you know i mean basically uh opening videos right like the revealing videos that people get paid to do that yeah like up until three months ago you were an influencer right and what did that look like you got tons of free stuff right what are the influencers of social media going to look like in a few months from now what products are they going to be hawking then Whose brand are they going to be building for whatever concept? The idea is saying you don't need a skill set from a university to tell you how to run a business or create a, a solution. I mean, two people this week alone said, I started a juicing company just because I like juicing. I started a, a clothing company because I like clothes. Right? We're health and wellness enthusiasts. We thought we were going to open a bar because we always loved to drink. We stopped drinking. We're like, now we love vitamins. Let's open a vitamin yeah. bar.
2: Right. Yeah. When I started my business, uh, you know, it wasn't because I was certified in anything. I don't have like a project manager background, or you know, I dropped out of college. Like I have, I don't have any degree <laughs> whatsoever. You know, um, and, and I, yeah. do, I even have a high school diploma. You know, so I kind of like this is a long story short, but I basically forged my way into college by saying that I actually did graduate high school so that I could go to college <laughs> because, you know, I had to live in the States. That's That was the dream. Um, but yeah, even to this day, like when people see me, like I tell them all the time, like, dude, I don't have any special skill, right? I was just super passionate about something, started learning about it, got a little bit better than the average person, and then was just like kind of sharing this with other people. And they found it helpful and because I was helping so many people. It just turned into a business by accident. Like this was never meant to be a business. Yeah. It was purely by accident because there was so much demand for it. And so, you know, you don't need a fancy degree or you know a certain background or something to start most businesses today. Like for anybody that's listening or watching, you know, look at your favorite products of stuff that you buy, whether it's clothing or just something else. If you start doing the research of who founded it oftentimes they're just like average people yep. just average people just like started something cuz they needed to scratch their own itch or they saw something that didn't exist yet and they're just like oh let's just let's just do this like not every company is founded by bill gates or you know uh... steve jobs or like some some geniuses there's so many people who are just like average you know and they're yeah. they're doing just fine they're doing great and they just wanted to you know level up and learn and distribute and share and kind of went from there yeah right
3: yeah i agree and if you still need more motivation go binge watch shark tank like honestly go binge watch an entrepreneur show and if you come to me and say i've been been watching a bunch of tv shows and movies and i tell you so have i the stuff that i'll be looking at is stuff that's probably going to improve my situation right If you're watching or doing something on a daily routine or activity that is not improving your overall situation, you're wasting your time. I hate to say that, right? If you got up in the morning and did your hour and a half routine and all you did was read the paper and then, you know, went outside for a walk and then you didn't do all your other stuff you're supposed to do, you'd probably feel like this is a waste of time. Because I just got up early for nothing. I didn't accomplish anything when I, I got up. Yeah, I could have slept more. Right? Why did I get up today? Why do I... I mean, think about it. Most people want a job, but most of the jobs they work at, they don't like. So they want another job they don't like. So they can say, I can afford to pay bills for a bunch of shit that I probably don't need and live in a place that I really don't like. It's like, this is your opportunity to make a change in your life. Like You, you can go do anything you want. You can pick up and... Decide, I'm going to create this tomorrow, and then you work on it every day until you decide, all right, now I'm ready to have a business. What, we created an LLC last week. Yeah. Cost 300 bucks. Create a new business. And then Baldo started working on the website, and it took you how many days to get the website up?
1: It took me like four days to get web website and transfer finances, QuickBooks, and all that shit.
3: So after a week, we have a new business. Yeah. With a website. Yeah. And a Shopify account. Yeah. And QuickBooks. It's and in and, and email and were you an IT guy no
1: this? no I, was, he, I definitely was googling stuff I was like how do I do this I was like oh okay cool
3: you know what he told me one day he's like well I used to code all the time just for the fun of it back in the day I was like oh so you're a coder he's like yeah I know some coding but he
1: but it was, it's different it's way different
3: but here's the thing starting a business we would have to outsource for that can someone design a website for us he's like no I can do it like, what? I mean I can do it too it just takes a while so then you outsource the a person who's going to do it better but more efficiently. That's
1: the thing about it. Like whenever people say, like, well, I just don't have time for that. It's like, you have time for that right now. Well, here's <laughs> yeah, the funny yeah. – but
3: this is a good point too, though. Let's say you don't have the skill set for coding and design. You find someone who does. And you say, what would it take for you to design a website? I can only afford to pay you this or give you this or do what this for you. Or trade this. Or trade this. Mow their lawn. Wash their car. Will you build me a website? Because this is holding me back right now from where I need to be. Cool. All right. Now I need – to do a logo
1: you know our first logo that we did because she just texted us about if we, if we can sign off about uh like a yeah. testimonial the first logo that we that we had we just we just changed it uh uh i what? was like i don't want to pay for this and so i set up a contest I was like, submit a logo for our company, and the winner gets like whatever the fuck. It gets an it was, IV, like, an IV, and a shot, and like whatever. We had like and three got, people like had, submitted
3: like right there. Like, what yeah. about this? What about this? I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I was like that
1: one's great. Let's use that one.
3: And we used one of the <laughs> logos because of it. He just literally was sitting there was like, well, what if we had everyone else make the logo for us? Like, why do we have to make the logo? Why don't we get their suggestions? And we're yeah. like, how do we do that? He's like, watch, boom, from his phone we get two text messages like, all right, someone said they're going to work on it. This other person said they will too.
1: And then check out this one. (laughs) And then
3: boom.
2: I think that's a good point because it forces us to be more resourceful, you know? And when I think about this pandemic, I think it was Bill Gates who kind of said this, but he, he, he said, you know, there's like a spiritual component to this because it happens for a reason. And, you know, we can look back and say, you know, why did this happen? And how can we benefit from this? And, you know it's like an equalizer in many ways right so for example I was talking to one of my friends Brittany and she said you know Tan you know one thing this pandemic has really made me realize is you know now that I'm at home the whole time I have to learn how to cook you know something I never knew how to do and now I'm learning how to cook and the other thing is you know what I'm never she used to never eat leftovers yeah she would always throw them away and now she's like no I'm super grateful to have but that, I, to have that, and now I'm eating them. And after this pandemic is over, I'm gonna, you know, eat my leftovers. You know, and so this is like great pause, and there's so much reflection for so many people now about what's important, what's not important. Yep. You know, uh, learning about themselves, like learning how to cook or whatever, right? And so we can look back at the pandemic in that way too. Not that it's all bad. But, like, there's a lot of not only opportunity, but also for you to look and say, how can I grow and become a better person because of this?
3: Yeah. I mean, right up there, get healthier during this quarantine. Right? Like, I know you can't see number seven. Number seven down there says, go outside barefoot. We talked about it this week with the Lunch and Learn. There's seven steps to get healthier during this quarantine. And I look at it, none of that requires buying anything. And the thing is you could have done all this before quarantine you could have done all this before so you would be healthier during this so this is the thing the people who are getting sick from this aren't that healthy like they're for the most part like they got one issue wrong with them maybe they got two things wrong with them health-wise heart disease diabetes whatever the people who are super healthy like they're walking around don't even know they have it they're like i didn't have any symptoms i got it oh so i'm immune cool done That's why we were all testing each other. Like, I bet none of us even, like, we might be curious, but we're not going to have any symptoms for the most part because we're pretty healthy. But you can't just get healthier in a week, Mm. right? Like, you may start a business in a week, but you definitely can't be healthier in a week. You can get closer to being healthier. But look how much work it takes, right? Hard work and a work ethic can be translated to health. But most people don't do it that way because they're overworking themselves to the point where they neglect their health. But here's it for the listeners at home get healthier than this quarantine. Number one, bed before 11 p.m. You're in bed at 9. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Read 10 pages of a book a day. I'm sure you read lots of books, right? Yeah. Stop eating sugar. I'm sure, you've kind of cut back on your sugar even before this, right? Take five deep breaths in and out through the nose. Well, hell, you do that first thing in the morning probably when you're meditating, right? And getting up in the uh, plant something. I don't know. Have you grown any little vegetables or potted plants or something on your balcony?
2: No, just water it.
3: There you go. Yeah. So There you go. And then 20, 30 minutes of daily exercise. You're doing that. I see your videos. And then you go outside barefoot. That one might be a little hard from a sky rise downtown. <laughs> but I'm sure you could still walk to a park somewhere, and maybe in the grass or something, and touch some touch some grass with your bare feet. Yeah. None of that stuff cost you any money. It just took some time out of your day. So the idea is whether you want to be successful in business, in health, or just in life in general, you have to have some kind of routine, an effective routine that you're going to be diligent about. Because if you do it enough, you look up at 12 years later, you've created a sexual, successful business. You've become healthier. You've helped a lot of people grow in the long term. And for all you know, you maybe made this place better than you found it. And not just saying you, but like the world is better because you took the time every morning for the past 12 years to make yourself a better person, which meant you had a better business, which meant you help other people. All right. So that's cool. Next time you think about next time you get up in the morning. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
3: But I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I'm sure we ran over on this one, but it's good. if uh, if you wanted to find Tan, where would people be able to find you?
2: Yeah, just go to AsianEfficiency.com. Uh, that's the name of the company, Asian Efficiency. We also have a podcast called The Productivity Show. So if you love listening to podcasts, go check us out there for weekly episodes on productivity.
1: That's awesome. We can't wait to be on yours, too. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. But thank you so much, and uh, we'll, we'll talk soon.